Hey, fans, want new flooring and want it now. March is the time to buy at Floors to Your Home. Right, Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just 80 cents a square foot. 80 cents a square foot, that's incredible. That's three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof starting under $350 at Floors to Your Home. And you can get it right now. We have over 1,200 styles in stock. Floors to Your Home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in Indiana. I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations. Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floors to Your Home. That's who. On the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline right now, uh, you know this name. It is so recognizable in terms of football. Going back in the day with the Miami Hurricanes, of course, when they became prominent, you've seen the 30 for 30 on the U that he also plays a prominent role as a part of. And now representation, and he reps the player that we're going to be most watching on Sunday, making his NFL debut, 21-year-old Colts quarterback, Anthony Richardson. Melvin Bratton joins us now via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Hey, Mel, thank you very much for taking the time. How are you? JM, what's going on, fam? I'm good, man. I'm happy, happy to be on the show with you, bro. How you doing? I am fantastic. I, um, I, I go back to the day when you as a player, it, I, I, like, it, was, it was so great to watch the way that your Hurricane team played with that bravado. Um, it, it is still one of my favorite eras all time of college football. I know you get asked about this all the time, and we've seen the documentary on ESPN, The U, but, but still, when you look back at that, what, what stands out most about what you developed as the norm in Miami with that football program then? Well, you know, it's crazy. I'm, I'm down in Miami now. I just flew in today. Uh, we got Texas a tomorrow, and I'll be with Bernie Kozar, Alonzo Highsmith, Jay Brophy, all the guys. We have our Fortis reunion uh, for, for the national championship with Howard Stellenberger. So all the guys in town, I'm headed to a function now. But that era of us uh, playing ball was we didn't give a crap about nobody. You know what I'm saying? We, if, if your grandmother was on the field or in the wheelchair or whatever, we we trying to knock her out. We, uh, just our mindset was just totally, totally just, just you know, it was asinine <laughs> to say. But we believed, though. Alonzo and I was five-star kids. That that we I visit Ohio State, Michigan, Pitt, Texas A&M, sent a and private jet to pick me up, and I was supposed to go to USC, Southern Cal, my last visit. But Lonzo and I was on the phone as a high school five-star kids. We spoke something to existence that we didn't really realize what we were speaking. We told each other like, look, let's just stay home. Miami is sorry. Let's stay home. Let's turn this program around and make history and win national championships. We didn't know what the hell we were saying like that, but we spoke it to existence and we believed it. And we won it in 83, our rookie, our freshman year. And then I ended up winning it in 87, a second one uh, with Jimmy Johnson in 1987. So just be careful what you speak. Yeah, I, I'm a, Melvin Bratton joins us too. We're going to get to Anthony in just a second. I want to ask you one more thing about that. You and, and Alonzo as well, but you were – you were the one that started it all. I mean, you were that first five-star that dropped in, stayed at home, 
And then you started a trend where year after year you had the best players in that particular area in and around Miami stay at home and play for this program. That has to be about as gratifying as anything with what you started, knowing that you were the first one to begin that. Yeah, I, was, I believe in Howard Stellenberger. When he came into my household, he told me he's going to circle uh, South Florida. So he went from West Palm Beach South and said, look, if I could keep all the guys here locally and not lose them, we can we could make something special. And I bought in, and then I looked at it in, uh, and saw what he was trying to build, and I just wanted to make the stamp. So I committed early before the signing day verbally. I just told her, and what I did was I told Coach Stellenberger and uh, Coach Alexander, who recruited me, I said, give me the list of the top guys that we're going after. I'm going to help recruit. So I called Jerome Brown, you know, saying the Page brothers. I, I started reaching out to all these guys. And I said, listen, do y'all want to be part of this? We're going to build something special. Y'all need to get on board. So I did the recruiting myself. So I, I was go, I would go in to the meeting and start looking at the guys as a high schooler and say, okay, he fits us. He fits us. So And I, I would help recruit. So, that yeah, I was, you know, hopefully, like I said, I wanted to build uh, sort of strong. That class of 83, that freshman class, is the yeah. reason would change uh, uh, not only uh, the University of Miami, but college football. Hey, Melvin, this is uh, Chris Hagan with Fox TV here in Indy. I got a quick question for you. Uh, what was it like in, in that 87 season? Because it seemed like every week y'all were playing like a top 10 team. You, there were no cupcakes on that schedule. You had some close games, but I think that added to the swag because you guys were like any team anywhere and we'll take you down, and that's what you did. Yeah, we didn't, we, we didn't give a damn about whoever, like I said, whoever lined it up. When we, it was, the score was 7 nothing in our mind before kickoff, all right? We were up seven points, and that, that's our mindset. We went into that, and we just felt invincible. I mean, if you can call it half crazy or whatever you want to call it, but our confidence was so high, and people hated us. And we were like the Raiders, old-school Raiders of college football, where they hated us. I mean, we, we were like a, a rock star, a band. And we would love going, uh, playing at uh, away games because we would go in and, like, we went to Oklahoma and played, you know, saying Bosworth. We didn't give a rest behind about Brian Bosworth. We went in that stadium and we, we started stepping on their fingers when they was warming up, you know what I'm saying? We were crazy. And I look back at the stuff that we did and me calling his hotel, uh, I don't know if you saw that on 30 for 30, that's a true story yeah. for me. I called and woke him up. He's on the front page of my paper here in Miami. That was a disrespect. <laughs> Not on the sports page, the front page of the Miami Herald. I was like, bro, hold on. So I had to wake his ass up and get, make a call and tell him, like, look, you in Dade County, bro. We're going to kick your behind at high noon at 12 o'clock, so be ready. And he, he started laughing. He said, man, Mel, I understand you're hyped up, but why you had to wake me up so early? So it was funny as heck. I had to hang the phone up when I started laughing. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's, that's great. I still have my Miami Hurricanes green corduroy cursive riding hat. I still have it at home. That's one of my cherished hat possessions right there. I, I, I just I think about that time and what you guys brought and the fact that year after year you guys go back and you went on the sideline and you, you know, if you're in the NFL, you expected that next generation to bring it at that level to raise the bar. Man, that's it's special and always will be for me. It's Melvin Bratton joining us. He also represents Anthony Richardson. And Anthony's going to get that first start in his NFL career coming up on Sunday. Uh, how did you guys cross paths here? How long have you known him? And, and then maybe to the indie folks that don't 
have a great deal of background knowledge yet about Anthony Richardson. What do you know about him maybe that you could tell them that they may not know right now? Well, everything that you have read about him and like even like during the draft process about him cleaning up tables after you know, everybody else left, that that goes that goes to credit to his mom and his stepfather. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? The Clear family, Mr. and Mrs. Clear, are you know they're disciplinarians. They they they're respectful. When I first my my business partner Derek Jackson is uh the, is my partner. Derek played high school ball with uh, uh, Anthony's uh, coach, high school coach. So we kind of got an in on him before he got to Florida, and then when he got to Florida, he still wasn't on the field, and. We went to a couple of games, and I, uh, uh, Derek had called. He said, man, we have a phenom. We got somebody, man, this dude spin the ball. So I went to Florida-Georgia game, and he wasn't starting, and he was alternating a little bit when uh, Emory Jones was struggling. So I just happened to I'm, – I'm sitting in the stands, and I've seen this, this player do something so so crazy. And me being a, a talent evaluator, I came from the other side of the world. I was a scout, so I ran five drives. So I knew talent. I have. I was blessed, to, especially being at Miami. I seen talent. I saw Anthony Richardson take the ball and go like 40 yards, and he just like mashed that gas and was hauling tail. I'm like, I turned to Derek. I said, Derek, it's so special about this kid. I called my understudy, Morocco Brown, who was uh, he was my intern. Morocco was down. He was a college director. He's uh, you know second, third man in charge. You know under Chris and those guys. I I called Rock. I said, Rock, do me a favor. There's a kid down. In Florida, I can't see him practice, but can you go check him out and let me tell me what you think? But I see something. I see, I see a phenom that my partner Derek had told me about. So enough, Morocco was that in practice. He called uh, uh, everybody at the coast and told them this is like two and a half years ago. So the coast had been on him and knew about him way before the world saw it. So it's just like I said, it was ordained. But his mannerism when I met him. Is a, he said, yes, sir. Yeah, Mr. Mel. I'm like, what the hell? So I never had a player or a kid so respectful. So I, I give the hat off to Mr. and Mrs. Clear, his stepfather also, who's strong in his life. And he did some real, when I tell you, uh, y'all getting a real good kid. You see at, at training camp, he tried to stay there and sign everybody's autograph. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of person he is. And you can't get that. There's so, many, so much arrogance in the game right now to everybody to understand the fans are important and you can't you can't crap on these people man they, they're spending money they're buying paraphernalia and a lot of people just don't understand that this is it's, it's bigger than football melvin i think it was very big of you not to hold it against him that he was a gator uh talking to him this week he he knows what's on his shoulders i mean to be just 21 years old I think he's uniquely equipped to handle all the pressure that's being thrown his way and what the expectations. And as you said, he's, he's had the background and upbringing that I, I think he's not going to crumble under the pressure. Well, let me, let me give you a little insight, too, now. <clears throat> yeah, Gainesville is his uh, home, and, you know, he played high school baller. But let's rewind, bro. The mother is from Miami. She's a Miami Carroll City woman. All right, Mr. Clear is a Miami guy born and raised. So that bloodline came from Dade County. So let's get that correct. <laughs> don't, don't get Gainesville all these props, bro. So he was born and raised in Miami, and then they moved to Gainesville, you know what I'm saying, for a better life, and, and, and it worked out for him. So we're, we're, we're Dade County uh, still born and bred, bred like that. So he got some Miami hurricane in him somewhere as far as being part of Miami. <laughs> 
uh, Melvin Bratton, who represents Anthony Richardson, who gets his first NFL start coming up on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, uh, I'm assuming I'm going to see you, Mel, at the bullseyeeventgroup.com Colts VIP tailgate, correct? Am I going to see you yeah, there? Let me, yeah, let me tell you about my bro, Kyle. So, so let's, uh, real Yeah, quick, I know it. Yeah, you, yeah. you better. Because, yeah. Listen, so <laughs> we, met, we met at the Super Bowl here in Miami. Kyle, I know you listening. We met at the Super Bowl in Miami, and uh, me and him, man, we went head-to-head, bro, because it was a misunderstanding as far as, you know, he does a big tailgate. And shout-out to Bullseye, man. He does a great job with all the players. So I want to put Anthony with him and, and, and be on his list of uh, star players he brings in every year. So we're, we're bringing it up. I had the land across from the stadium, so he got in contact with us the whole deal. Me and this dude, with, we, me and him went face-to-face. I love him. Captain's an honorary hurricane, so I'm going to bring you guys some shirts up there. I, I'm going to go by the store now and grab Give me a size and text it to me. And uh, he's an honorary hurricane because he didn't take no crap. This dude fired his own mother-in-law twice. I mean, come on, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's a bullseyeeventgroup.com Colts VIP tailgate coming up, too, yeah. Hey, Melvin, the, Can- the Canes are a home underdog. That's some disrespect right there, a home underdog to A&M. Bro, I just pulled up at the campus right now. I'm at the Hex Center where, if bringing back memories, I'm, I'm sitting outside the Hex Center right now where Green Street practice field is where we started. I got chills right now being here. We don't listen. This mindset, my college roommate, Alonzo Highsmith, is now the general manager of football operations. Mario Cristobal was a puppy. I played with his brother up under me. We don't care about I'm looking at Warren Sapp right now, standing on the side of the sidewalk right now. He's in front of me. And, bro, we don't give a rat. Excuse me. I know I can't do, do the cursing on, the, on that radio, but we don't care about that. Texas A&M, come on. There's, I visit Texas A&M. The reason why I didn't go there because they had no cute chick there. So that's the reason why they didn't <laughs> take Hey, man, I, I want to see you at Bullseye on Sunday. And uh, is, uh, I, I think Anthony's family is going to be there too, right? Uh, yes, yes, yes. We, uh, Mrs. Clear, okay. Mrs. Clear, they're going to come through. They got a lot of guests coming in town. So we're going to come hang out with Kyle. So y'all come through, man. Say hello. And uh, yeah. text me your sizes, bro. So let me go to the store and grab a couple of you uh, shirts for you guys. You, you got that right. And I tell you what, I'd love to get you back on if you don't mind, because I, I want to talk not just about, you know, the player you rep in, in Anthony, but I want to talk a little bit more college football and stuff when we have more time, if you don't mind, Mel, if I could do that again soon. You got my number, man. Feel free. We family now, man. Thank you, guys. And y'all got a great family, and, and the Anthony's family, man. And when y'all see them out, they're very humble, and they're going to stay the same. They're not going to be arrogant and cocky. They're good people. So, man, thank y'all for embracing Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. And check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. All right, Hagen's with us. We're going to talk some Colts, Jaguars, week number one right now from ESPN Radio. He's our good friend from Brownsburg, Indiana. 
His name is Mike Wells. Hello, Mike. What's going on, fellas? Uh, Hagen, it's good to see that you're back from traveling the U.S., being out west. I was wondering if you were going to return, and uh, I love how you touched all four corners by acting like your ass was going to be doing a push-up with one hand. I was doing a real uh, push-up. And two feet, and then a foot on each of the other two uh, <laughs> uh, states. That was so damn I, fake, Hagen. I know you're. Your, I was your barely. Arms I, were like shaking. Your arms are shaking when they took the picture. It's okay, bro. I was barely tall enough to reach all four states at once on the push-up wells. I had just enough what? arm length. Hey, I didn't. Hey, you know what's funny? What? You right. know what's funny is—is is there anything more Chris Ballard in the world? What's he got, like 11 defensive linemen and four wide receivers? <laughs> but even more so than that, so now the Colts have the NFL's highest-paid place kicker and highest-paid long snapper. Is this true? Oh, they just they yes. extended Luke Rhodes. Is there anything more Chris Ballard than that? You know, uh, the, 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 Luke the, the, Rhodes the is the old. I was going to say, the, the best Go ahead, Wells. Ke- Kevin Bowen's retweet off of that. He said a four-win team from last season gives contract extension to a returning player. Because, you know, yeah. they had four, he made the comment uh, well, last week or whatever saying they had four wins. Well, they gave a contract extension to a returning player. And it would, it would have been even more funny if the coach said, the coach, they seem to really saying, the coach have given a contract extension to dot, 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 dot. And then <laughs> that would have pissed off so many people had they done that. I, I, you know, they have all this money to spend, and the fact that they have been, in this case, frugal to give their rookie quarterback support here is absolutely mind blowing. And this mic is from the top on down. This is from Jim, this is to Chris, and everybody else. And they're always going to spin it and tell us how smart everything is. And, They've got this, this new uh, process or blueprint or whatever. But I'm sorry. In this particular year, the way they've handled this roster at the skill position offensively makes zero sense to me, Mike. None. And, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I, I agree with you on this, Jay. I mean, four wide receivers. But you and I, we've talked a lot of Colts over the years. A lot, a lot of Colts over the years. Um, Hagan, you, we've talked a lot of Colts over the years, too. You sound right now, the way you just said that, you sound as upset, mad, um, not, not, you know, just not happy. But I've never seen you sound the way you, you have and talking about the Colts the way you did just a second ago when discussing their situation. It's like you're like. Yeah, that stuff wears me out. It wears me out. That stuff does. It does. I mean, and, and like somebody asked me the other day, well, clearly you just hate Chris Ballard. I don't hate Chris Ballard. But after six years and then going into this year and knowing what you have and knowing what you have at quarterback and what you're trying to do with a, a very early stage as 21-year-old inexperienced QB and then giving him – and listen, I may be proven wrong. You know, maybe all these guys will step up and this offense will be great. But again, I'll have to see it to believe it. To get this type of roster makes zero sense. I know it's a rebuild. We all know it's a rebuild. But there are ways to rebuild, and this just doesn't seem like this is good for what is the real focus of this team, and that is your rookie quarterback. I mean, highest-paid long snapper, highest-paid place kicker, you know, 11, 50 defensive linemen, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's all the same crap, it seems.
Does it not? No, I mean, listen, I, I can't disagree with you on it. It's, they are not – remember last year, if you, you paid attention to the Chicago Bears. I know that this was not – they didn't have a Jonathan Taylor type situation with a running back uh, holding on and everything. But the Chicago Bears did not put Justin Fields in position to have any success last year. They didn't have any – they barely had any talent around that. The Colts are going into week one with very little talent around Anthony Richardson. I mean, listen, the whole week was talking about Zach Moss at running back. Is he going to be able to play? You got four wide receivers. And four wide receivers where there's no clear-cut go-to number one wide receiver. Starting running back is sitting out. You question if the offensive line is going to be able to bounce back out the wood. Let's be real. It was a very disappointing season from their key players last year up front. And you got a 21-year-old rookie who's only started a handful of games in his career, period, at any level, about to make his NFL debut. Good luck to you. And yet, Wells, the defending AFC South champion Jaguars are a mere five-point favorite. Yeah. That, to me, is what they call a smelly fish. I, I would, if I was guessing that line, I'd say, oh, Jags by eight, nine, ten, and it's only five, and it hasn't moved. So that tells me, I, I just say, look out. There, there's something going on. Well, what, what, could, what could it be, though? What in the world? What in the world well, I be? think. Well, it, 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 be, it could be Jacksonville looking more like they did before the end of the season. Remember, this whole Jacksonville evolution didn't happen until the tail end of the season. Yeah, they came that's on. What, that's what we remember the most. But they had some crap water games stuffed in there and in the, the early stages. Well, and what's funny, Wells, is the Colts haven't won a home opener in 10 years. Uh, they, they have the roster issues we've discussed. So it would be so much – it would be so very NFL for the Colts to come out and actually win that game. But, you know, Steichen's an offensive mind. They've, you know, you keep it vanilla in the preseason. You, you turn Richardson loose, and who knows what happens. But I just think it's strange that they're only a five-point favorite. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. I didn't. Honestly, I did not look at the line because I don't gamble. But yeah, only five point favorites. That um, that's crazy. Yeah. So are you? Are you? Are you betting that game, Hagan? No, I don't wager on things like that. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a pure man of heart and character. Well, in, in the Vegas odds, the over under is, is stood strong as well for wins on the season. It has it at six and a half. I mean, it, it seems like a, a, a sucker bet here. It seems like that would be easily under six and a half right here. But why is it held, Chris, I guess, as strong as it had? I mean, that goes back a month plus, does it not? Six and, and a yeah, half. And if, if everybody's betting one way, that line will move or the over-under on the wind up. So it, to, to tell you that it's not moving. Now, uh, six months ago, whenever the uh, back when they released the NFL schedule, they released the opening lines for all the games, and it was Jacksonville by three. So since then, it has moved to five. Uh, so, but but to me, that just seems low. I, uh, you know, you'd like to see the Colts come out and be competitive and be in a close game, but maybe we're all just stupid. No, no, wait, I just don't know how. Hey, hey, time out, time out, bro, time out, bro. I love you, man. I, tr- I and I truly do love you, man. You're my guy, hey, man. Thank you. But you Thank said you. you said you would hope for the Colts to come out and be competitive. We talking about some grown ass man, dog. It ain't about coming out and being competitive. It's about wins and losses. Exactly. What my point is, my, my point is, Wells, that I'm saying you would hope that that line is closer to what really happens. Because as I said a, a minute ago, I would have this spread at like double digits. So I'm saying. 
as a, if you're a Colts fan, you hope that that's, it's a competitive game. I'm not saying that the players are thinking, well, we just want to be competitive. I'm saying the fans that pay money and sit in that stands, they, they, if you told them right now, hey, it's going to be a five-point game, I think they'd take that rather than show up and watch the Colts get beat 38-10. Yeah, true, true. And which, by the way, I'm so mad at CBS 4 and Fox 59. I haven't checked it in a number of days. Did you guys get your stuff taken care of, man? You know, I've been in some high-level uh, negotiations all day. Well, I don't know what's happened. I know that they, we have stations across the country, and negotiations have been ongoing that they want to get this done before, you know, before Sunday at 1 o'clock Eastern time. What are the odds on that? Uh, yeah, 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 I don't know. I just know. <laughs> Y'all trying to get me fired out here. I don't know anything about nothing. Listen, okay, I guess I guess I might have to look at another pregame show on Sunday then. Uh, oh, here he goes now. I was waiting for Wells to start stirring up some stuff here. So you got you have DirecTV as well. That affects DirecTV, the DirecTV stream, and AT&T U-verse, I believe, right? Yeah. Hey, hey John, why don't you hey, – I think we're going to look at another um, – we're going to look at a number, another pregame show on Sunday, John. That's what we're going to do, a different channel. Well, I mean, show. you can listen to mine, man. We'll be there in Touchdown Town getting everybody ready so you can just turn on, on the radio if you want. I, I, um, I remember one time, and Mike, you were covering the Colts then as well. One time when the Colts played on Sunday night on NBC, they played Seattle. And there was a squabble between whomever is the parent company of Channel 13 locally um, and, um, and DirecTV. And that game was not broadcast on DirecTV. So I, this would not be the first time. Oh, you're just cringing. We're talking about this, Hagan. I know that. But that would not be the first time that that has ever happened on Sunday if it does. Did he just slap hey, one out of here? Uh, it's deep. Hagan, nope, Hagan I want to see, see you on a – Standing on, on a step ladder next to a Whitlick for the pregame. So that's what I, that's what I want to yeah, say. Yeah, by the way, I was told that you were talking to Joel A. Erickson. I did. And making fun of me for I standing on a box. I don't stand on a box at the uh, stadium, but I do stand on a box when we're in I studio. I said, does he stand on a box next to you? And then I said, if you're next to Whitlick, say, hey, remember that time when you got in a fight <laughs> in the press box with Dave Calabro? I said, both these guys yeah. love hearing that. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, At the and last and preseason and the game. Is, you, you need to ask Whitlick why is he so damn negative on Twitter. He's like, of all the media people, <laughs> he is the worst person on Twitter. He, he is horrendous on Twitter. He, he comes across like a grouchy old man on social media. And y'all wonder why I don't want to come here and talk to you guys on Friday at 4. Why is Chris Whitlick so grouchy? So crotchety. Uh, why like, is that? <laughs> I'm just sitting here watching this Cubs Diamondbacks game. I don't know what y'all are talking about. I'll come. So crotchety. Hey, Hagen, okay. Wait, what am I, a spokesman? Yeah, a hey, serious question, Hagan. So, John and I yeah. have given our, our win totals in previous weeks for the Colts. What, yes. what do you have? What do you have the Colts as a record for the for the record this season? I said I said right at six. I said six and eleven. So I would take the under six and a half. Yeah, I got, I got, I got him at five. I've got them at five and twelve this season. Me too. And yeah, does, I, I guess does, my, does, Jonathan, does, does Jonathan Taylor play another snap for the Colts? He does. I think he has to. He does. He does. I think whenever he's back from pup, he plays. That sound weird? I know it does, but yeah, I think so. 
Yeah, and honestly, I think I, I do I, I do agree with y'all, and I think it's because Jonathan Taylor is going to get slapped with a slapped with a dose of reality, and learn that hey, he needs to get out there and try to produce if he expects to have a contract. And when I say produce, produce for the Indianapolis Colts, he's going to have to he's going to have to earn that next contract. The best thing that could happen for him, for Taylor and the Colts, is that one of these uh, contenders has a guy go down in the first four or five weeks, and then they'll be hungry to make it maybe be more uh, agreeable to giving up something more than what the Colts would want. And then that then the Colts get something back, and then he gets a new place to go. But, you know, you don't want to be watching and, and hoping for an injury somewhere, but those things just happen. Yeah, it's, 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 just, it's just crazy that the Colts are in this position where not not only were they not expected to be very good, uh, but just the, the, not, the, the continued drama that has hovered over this franchise for the past few years. If, it, if it's not Luck retiring, it's Carson Wentz uh, stinking it up, Matt Ryan stinking it up, Jeff Saturday being in a position he shouldn't be in, not a Jonathan Taylor situation. As you guys look at this, is there – a particular fault in the organization for being in this position? Is it Jim Mercer? Chris Ballard? Yeah. Yeah, it's his fault. It's Chris's fault. Yeah. I mean, put them both together right there. That's that's why we are where, where we are. I mean, you can go over the, the myriad of Band-Aids at quarterback, um, and among, you know, good decisions they've made, there have been, you know, equally, if not certainly more, bad decisions, you know, trying to win still on the fly, you know, last year was was a circus. Um, yeah, this year so far hadn't hadn't been much better. And, and Mike, what's so funny about this all is that the fans around here, I'm not going to suggest they're cool with losing, but I think they understand the situation right now. Let, let me ask you this: but what you don't understand is when you look at the roster and you go, "All right, so how is this going to work for Anthony Richardson here?" Well, That's let me let me important. ask you this: yeah. both of you. When any of these three things happened, how did you come down? Did you were you for or against this? Do you think it was a good idea? But when they brought in Rivers, when they brought in Wentz, when they brought in Matt Ryan, did any of you, either of you say, "Oh, this is a terrible idea"? I wanted oh. I wanted Rivers for a second year. Right. That's what I, I that's yeah. I had hoped, and he he didn't want it, and that's what they hoped as well. Right. I thought that would work even if he was old, but that I, didn't. I work. thought Wentz would work, and then I thought Matt Ryan would give you one or two good years. Yeah. I thought I didn't think any of those three decisions were bad decisions. I, I you know what I thought I am not gonna lie I'll acknowledge it I thought bringing in Wentz was a great move. I when Matt Ryan came on board, I roasted the Colts for that move. Fans were pissed at me because I wrote a story saying this is not what this is not a, a chips all all in type move. This is not you're bringing in a guy who lost his starting job, who is over the, over the hill age wise. And Colts fans were so mad at me for writing that. I I will tell you this: I was on board with Anthony Richardson. I don't know how good or bad he's going to be, but. I thought that was the more that was the more um, it was definitely a riskier pick, but I think the ceiling was higher with Richardson than a, than a guy like Will Levis. You sit there and if it works out, you got a quarterback who can run and throw and finally stop stop that revolving door at the quarterback spot. So I, I've been on board for two of the last four quarterback moves. Uh, Wentz and Anthony Richardson. I hope Richardson turned out better than my uh, my prediction on Wentz working out for the Colts. What, what's ridiculous about Wentz is I think everybody up until the last two weeks of the season 
were on board with Wentz. Because you remember that Christmas night game in Arizona. You know, that Christmas night game that they won in Arizona, you know, I think everybody was on board. I mean, nationally, everybody was talking about, hey, the Colts team, I wouldn't want to play them in the AFC postseason. This team is dangerous. You know, look what they did. You know, that was after that pass to Desmond Patman that won the game against the Cardinals. And then, you know, obviously everything just went right in the crapper in those final two weeks of the season. And, and that was more Jim than it was anything else. That was Jim saying, hey, uh, this Wentz guy's not a leader. He's a joke. I mean, Jim wanted to cut him like on the flight home. So that's that's when that ended for him. I I was skeptical about about Matt Ryan, but it, it's funny. You look back at last year, Mike, and they should have, could have, would have, but still should have won like four more games. Look how close they were against the Eagles, the Commanders, what they should have done against the Vikings and the Cowboys. And, you know, here we are, I guess. That's how it all has worked. And, and really, you go back so far during this six year, now into year seven of, of Chris Ballard, this has, this has been the fortune. And most of the time, it's all been misfortune. Yeah, and... The thing is, you you you've been saying it that it's not like no matter you know the situation, Ballard bought himself at least another year by selecting Anthony Richardson. That that is yeah. the, that is the position. But you made you brought up a great point. What's funny is, and I'm sure it's, it's for all three of us as we go around the city and everything. I think the fan base is numb to where the Colts are at right now. It's not like. Yes. They're getting mad or, or they're PO'd about where things stand. I mean, people talk to me all the time about the Colts, and a couple of years ago they would be hot about what was going on. Now it's like, okay, we're numb, and we just hope Anthony Richardson it can be a very good quarterback at some point in his career. Yeah, I, I would call it this right now, too, and I guess we'll see coming up on Sunday. But, you know, other than complaining about things, it seems like it's uh, an apathetic group right now. And that's a spot. We talked about this in terms of the Pacers for how many years. That's a spot you don't want to be in. And that kind of feels that's why you need just here and there some juice from Anthony Richardson this year. That's why that's so important, because that's that's where this fan base is to start the season right now. Yeah. Where are you at, Hagan, on it? I'm not trying to be funny when I say this, Chris, but where do you stand on this, especially knowing your station is the home of the Colts, uh, whether it's CBS 4 or Fox 59? <laughs> and, and I'm not So is mine, hey, yeah. Where, 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 do, you, where well, do you stand on this? Well, it doesn't matter if you're trying to be funny or not, Wells, because you never are, as we know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think <laughs> – you don't want you want the fans to be pissed off, or you want them to be fired up. You don't want yeah. them to be in between. Right. And that's why when I talk to people on the street, like you guys do, a lot of them just kind of throw their arms up, man. And go, well, you know that. Well, that's just where we are, and that's why there's so much riding on the very big, 21-year-old shoulders of Anthony Richardson. He doesn't have to go out there and be MVP and win 12 games, but he needs to look like yes. this is the guy for the future. This is the right guy. You don't want to say. You don't want fans saying, well, they're going to have to get another quarterback here in two years. You need him to be showing the signs that he's the guy. You need uh, the sign from Steichen that, okay, this guy is a, a beautiful mind when it comes to football and scheming, 
And you, you need to see something because I do think that pulse is very faint right now with the fired up fan base. They, they need to see something, not necessarily based on wins, but based on the foundation is in place. Hey, hey Mike, in closing here, they need something like the Pacers had in December of last year. They need that. They need that because the Pacers didn't make the postseason. And I mean, hell, everybody's got visions of grandeur now after that one month in December. That is vital for the Colts and their rookie quarterback to find some sort of groove. Maybe it's not long lasting. Maybe it's very short lived. But you got to find something this year to keep people interested and to make people believe that you're going in the right direction, much like the Pacers did last December. Buddy, what's on tap for you? What do you got? Oh, nothing. Uh, usual, usual sports. Um, I guess I'm going to go somewhere, eat some wings probably somewhere, uh, check out the game on Sunday because I got to tell you, I uh, I mean, we, we, we teased about where the Colts are at. I am intrigued to see how Anthony Richardson is during the regular season. I'm looking forward to being able to watch him uh, on television. I'm going to say this and I'm going to hang up. Say it with love. It's, uh, I'm intrigued, and I can't wait to be able to watch it on my own damn couch. One of these days on CBS 4 or Fox 59. <laughs> hey, you can get to work on that. Hey, have a great hey by the way, hey, Mike, before you go, we, we got to get Brownsburg and CG on a schedule here in the fall sometime, all right? Yes. Hey, listen, the, uh, West, the Brownsburg West Middle School Athletic Director sent me a text after the segment last week <laughs> and said he's going to work to try to get uh, get uh, CG and uh, Brownsburg West on the hoop court this year. I can't wait. Hopefully it happens. We'll even come down. We'll come down to the south side and do it too, man. Heck so yeah. Well, I'm, 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 I'm running eighth grade girls' rear ends off right now. They're running. They're doing nothing but running. It's sprint time. Uh, hey. Hey, are, you, run, are they running because you're going you, you're to you're going Loyola Marymount um, offensive style? <laughs> yes. Paul Westhead. We are going to play a great deal of chaos. It's going to be chaotic, Mike. A lot of chaos happening out there. Love it, love it. Hey, um, Hagan, let me know if there's any fights in the press box on Sunday, all right? I'll I'll keep you posted. (laughs) Mike Wells of ESPN Radio every Friday. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Here, but we got to get this guy in right now. We cannot go a Friday without the voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher. We're going to interrupt his preparation right now for Indiana State and IU, a Friday night game that absolutely everybody hates. Don is forced into action to call it coming up tonight. Indiana State, IU down in Bloomington. Voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Hello, Don. How you doing? I'm all right, John. How are you? This is a hell of a way to spend a Friday. You can't watch your kid, Coach Edgewood. You got to go right. down and call a game. But I am glad from this standpoint, right? Because we both like him a great deal. I think it's like $375,000 for Indiana State and Kurt Mallory. So maybe they can stop making Kurt most stuff over in Terre Haute, 
right? You want him. Somebody else could mow it with the money that they're going to make tonight in Bloomington for Indiana State, right? Somebody else could mow besides the head football coach, right? Absolutely. We got to get him off a tractor. <laughs> I'm telling you, and that that um, and I'm sure you've heard the stories. What what Kurt has to go through over there is a lot. I mean, that is is a lot, and uh, I know we both like him a great deal, and I want to see him succeed, but, man, that is a hard place to succeed. So what do you think about your Friday night spent calling this Hoosier action? Are you uh, as against it as the head coach of the Hoosiers? Well, there isn't any question about that. Uh, Friday night's for high school football, but we're part of a Big Ten compilation that likes to do everything different and likes to make a lot of money. That's all what yes, it's they all do. about. So we know exactly what this is about. It's about TV and money. So Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers, with us. I know he's in uh, prep time right now. We won't uh, keep him for very long, but I do want to ask you and go back to last week. You know, Don, if, if we were going to talk about this prior to and mention how well that defense was going to play, that had to make you feel really good. But did you have in mind that the offense was going to have such a no-show as they ended up doing? Last Saturday in that opener against Ohio State? I kind of thought the first half went as I expected it to be. I figured that they would give both quarterbacks a shot in the first half and and they would keep it conservative and, and that type of thing. So that didn't surprise me, but you're, you're at 10-3 at the end of the, the first half. And I thought, well, uh, Indiana's got a shot here. And I thought if they come out the second half and do a few different things that they haven't done yet and maybe put the ball in the air a little bit more than they have. Maybe that'll change the thing around. But I, I know that they played it very conservative. I think they, I know that they were trying to protect the quarterbacks a little bit, trying to keep from making a lot of mistakes that might cost them big. Uh, there's no question Walt Bell in the press conference on Monday admitted that uh, he was too conservative. He went up to Coach Allen after the ball game and said so. And, and uh, I think they were just they were playing too hard not to lose rather than to win the football game. And, and I know they weren't trying to play to lose or lose. They just didn't, yeah. But I know this. They didn't want to lose big. And they wanted to make sure that they kept, it, uh, kept in the ball game. And so I understand their, their thinking process. But at the same time, it's Indiana, boys and girls. And if you got a shot, you got to take it. And, and I didn't think we did. Yeah, and, and see, that's what I question so much because, I mean, you, you come, I think he called it like pity pat or pitter patter or whatever way that he went about it. If there is a game where you just go ahead and throw everything at him but the kitchen sink, no matter what you feel and how you feel about the signal caller, I mean, wouldn't you just have the philosophy, what the hell might as well? That's what was so odd to me, I guess. Yeah, and I, I mean, that's, that's again, my thinking as well. So I think mm-hmm. I just expressed that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> yes, I in a very good way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's truly what we all – I mean, everybody thought the same thing. And I guess the, the good that came out of that football game was the defensive side of the ball. That's what that everybody's focused on and how good that defense looked when you consider they only had two starters coming back from last year. Uh, almost a, a whole new football team on that side of the football in, in the sense of transfer portal players and, and redshirt freshmen. Uh, and I, I thought that they did a tremendous job against the offense. Now, granted, the quarterback is new for Ohio State. He's not as spectacular as C.J. Stroud. But at the same time, they've got the best receiving core in the country. 
And without question, they've got a great running game. So those two things, you would have thought, well, this, this, yeah. role, this defense could get rolled over. But they did not. And that was what was most impressive to me. And they fought their butts off. Uh, there were too many penalties in the ball game. That was the second biggest negative takeaway in this contest. But, I, you know, I was proud of Indiana's players for playing hard, busting their butts. Uh, I just didn't think that the offense was – I just thought it was played too conservative. And give yourself a chance. I mean, again, what do you got to lose? Everybody thinks you're going to lose this game anyway. Yeah, that was, that was really odd. Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers, IU, Indiana State. In Blooming coming, Bloomington coming up later on tonight. Um, about those transfer portal players, especially defensively, uh, who stood out to you? And you had mentioned that you were impressed with most of those guys that you saw out there, especially on the defensive side. What most impressed you about that effort? Well, I, I, they, they did put court, uh, pressure on the quarterback, and that's something that we talked about going into this season, that that yeah. had to be better. We thought it was going to be better because this transfer portal has given them a couple of players that has that skill set to get after the quarterback. Andre Carter, I thought, played really well. Jacob mangum Farrar did surprise me at the linebacker spot. I hadn't seen a lot of him in preseason practices, or I didn't pay that much attention to him, I guess because of Aaron Casey being there, and you just thought, well, that that area will take care of itself. But I thought that kid played terrific, and we had him on our post-game show, very articulate young man from Stanford uh, that got here, and he's a he's a bigger linebacker. He's like 6'4", um, and he can move. So uh, that really impressed me. And then I think the defensive backfield, which everybody thought might be the weak link uh, on this defense, I thought they played pretty well. Kobe Miner, I thought, played well. Um, and I, I really think that Nick Toomer impressed everybody. Another transfer from Stanford uh, went out there, and I think he's going to get a starting nod tonight because of his performance in that contest. So, honestly, uh, the defense stood out, I think, overall uh, as the most positive thing that came out of this ball game. And I'll say this about the offensive line. I think it, did, it has improved. Uh, I think it still has a ways to go, but there's no question they looked better last week as well. So that's that all these yeah. things are, you know, everything except for the offensive play calling steps up and looks pretty good. <laughs> Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. So I, I mentioned Indiana State uh, last week, uh, 27 nothing to Eastern Illinois. Uh, that wasn't good whatsoever. They come in here later on tonight, obviously a, a, a team limping a bit, probably more than a bit, I should describe. Yeah. How do you think IU's going to handle this? I mean, what are some of the things I guess you're looking for in this Friday night game against the Sycamores? Well, the first thing I look for is to see who's going to be the quarterback. I mean, both these guys are going to get another opportunity tonight. I want to see if one of them step, steps up and becomes the guy. That, I think, is something that the coaching staff and every Indiana fan that watches IU football wants to see tonight. If one of these guys will separate himself from the other, uh, it's not bad to have two guys that are uh, almost equal as long as they're equal in a upward side rather than a downward side, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. and, and I don't think there's any doubt both of them have talent, but they're both young guys. They're redshirt freshmen. They have played very little college football at this point. Um, and you just would like to see one or, or uh, one or both just step up and be really something tonight. And I don't know if they'll each get that much of an opportunity to do that, or maybe it's the hot hand that will go most of the ball game. We'll just have to wait and see. So that's the number one thing uh, from Indiana's perspective. And then, of course, what will the play calling look like here this evening against a team that Indiana fans 
and pretty much everybody expects to win this ball game and win it in a big way. Yeah, no doubt about that, Don. And next week, uh, Louisville, that's in Indy, and then Akron, and then the Big Ten portion of the schedule is, is underway. Outside of the offense, and you mentioned the defense and your impression on that, what, what else do you, you look forward to for some improvement, either this week, maybe even next week, but certainly in the not-so-distant future with this IU football team? Well, more than anything, John, and, and we've already talked about it ad nauseum, is about the offensive play calling and, and and the fact that you've got two redshirt quarterbacks granted. These guys are are young, and they're they're going to make some mistakes. And we all we all know that and expect them to make make some mistakes. But I just think you can't be I can, you just can't be a vanilla team uh, offensively anymore because that's what this game has become. It's usually a shootout in almost every ball game you see. It's to some degree. Of course, if you're outmanning the opponent, uh, it may not be a shootout. But in other ball games, I mean, there's a lot of scoring in football these days, and Indiana's going to have to prove that they can do that as well. And and this is a football program last year that was not very good offensively, and we start out this season with very much the same kind of story at this point. That could change, I think, quickly if one of these two guys steps up, and, and depending on what the play calling looks like. Right, Where's Edgewood tonight? Well, go ahead. You know, go ahead. I'm you sorry. Know what? I mean, we're trashing Walt Bell and the thinking process uh, and the play calling in that sense. I don't want to go there. I, I don't. I don't mean to be trashing him, so to speak. I think they had a game plan. They played it. They did it the way they thought that they could do it, and and stayed away from getting blown away. I just think that you got to change that mindset. And, and I think Walt Bell is the kind of guy that can do that. We'll see if tonight, if they open it up a little bit, and I think they will. Hey, Don, do you think that they were surprised that they were so close, for example, at the half as they were? Because you talk about that game plan and they stuck to it. It was almost like, oh, man, we're right here. We're right here in this. And then they still stuck to what they thought maybe they would be coming from behind a little bit more. I, I don't know. I could be wrong, but that was my thought. Yeah, and I can't answer that question. I just don't know. And, and I, again, I think that, I think they were playing it close to the best, basically for the quarterbacks. I think they were trying to make sure that these guys didn't yeah. get out there and become failures immediately. You know what I'm saying? I don't mean total yeah. failures or anything like that. But they just didn't want these guys to lose their confidence. And I think that was a big reason behind the conservative play calling. I really do. Uh, where's Edgewood tonight? They play their arch rival, Owen Valley over in Spencer. Oh, well, the River Rat game tonight. That's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Let's hope it is because the last couple of weeks haven't been. <laughs> well, well, I tell you what, Don, I'll tell you, when I'm done here and then you're done there, we'll just kind of meet with all your uh, Edgewood Mustang faithful down in Ellettsville at the Pizza Pantry later on tonight. How about that? <laughs> all of us. <laughs> you know that this game's going to get over. Our broadcast will get over sometime <laughs> around. Uh, if it's like normal, it'll be around 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I'm going to bed, man. <laughs> man, you know, you think they'll take down the Pizza Pantry buffet at 10 o'clock? I, I think we all need to get there. Pizza Pantry's well, awesome. You apparently know more about that than I do. <laughs> I do. I do. I was just there last weekend, yeah. I was there. <laughs> Made the appearance. Not a baby. <laughs> I support local, Don. Always have and always will. All right, you I guys you hit the airwaves on the radio network uh, coming up tonight at 6 o'clock, I believe, and uh, yes, 7 o'clock you're underway. Downstairs, 93 WIBC has you uh, for Hoosier football. It's Indiana State. 
and uh, IU. Uh, have, the, have everybody, eh, I don't want to say take it easy on Kurt. He wouldn't like that. But I, I like Kurt a great deal, and I know you do as well. And yes. I so want to see Indiana State perform well. Um, so here's hoping that it uh, at least is a game for a little while tonight. Yep, I agree. I like Kurt, too. I love his family. Ellie's going to be there tonight. Coach yep. Mowers, uh, the legendary head coach, Bill Mowers' wife, uh, will be there. And she is such a special lady. And uh, mm. I think Kurt's sister, Barb, is going to be with her because they flew in from Denver. So it's going to be a neat night. And, of course, they're also celebrating the 86, 87, and 88 uh, Bill Mallory coached Indiana Bowl teams that uh, went to three bowl oh, yeah. games in three years. So that started the trend for IU and Indiana football in one of the most successful eras of the sea, of the uh, of their history. Hey Don, that means that our good friend Joe Huff's going to be buying in Bloomington tonight. I, I need to get my butt down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got options, baby. <laughs> I know it. I got to. What am I doing? I got to get down there. Joe Huff's going to be buying. It's a hell of a weekend there. So, awesome. All right, buddy. We'll be uh, listening coming up, certainly on my way home when you guys are underway. But uh, job well done, and we'll do it again next week. Thanks for popping on. I know you've got a lot of things to do. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. And check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Andy Moore, Automotive Group Pipeline, and always fantastic to have him back. Of course, Indiana Sports Talk, year number 30. The legendary Bob Lovell is joining us now. Hello, Bob. How are you? Hey, John. How are you? Not too far from you. County Line Road in Greenwood right here <laughs> at the Twin Peaks location. Right. So not, not too far away. Hey, size up the first three weeks of this high school football season. It's kind of amazing we're going into week number four, but uh, from from your eyes and your thoughts, what's transpired most interesting to you to this point of the season so far? Well, I think I've I've mentioned it more than once, but I I think it's the uh, getting to see Central Indiana teams play teams in the Fort Wayne area and getting to play outside of Central Indiana and see what's happened. And and I understand that you – if you're in Fort Wayne or, or um, other parts of the state, you look around, Central Indiana schools seem to win a lot of championships. And so if you want to get better, you need to start playing teams like that. And so it's been interesting. I think there haven't been any real major surprises. I think what you're seeing is that you know some teams are already uh, establishing how, how good they are, how solid they are. Um, but you know, a, a night like tonight is, is been like – rivalry night there there are some really really uh, big games going on around the state I'm not just uh, central indiana but i'm talking about you know down in evansville and, and all around the state but i think that you're already seeing that lutheran is the dominant team that we thought it would be in 1a you're seeing how wide open 6a is 
Uh, same thing with 5A, I, I suppose. And you, you're really seeing, you know, a lot of a lot of good teams starting to play and do some things. I think you're you're seeing East Central, who played for a championship last year in 4A, uh, poised to make another run. They're playing awfully well. So it's just one of the. It seems to me uh, just another great year of high school football. Uh, and as I mentioned tonight, there's some really stellar games on tap. Well, here's one too that everybody is talking about, and that involves the number one in 6A, Ben Davis, the Giants at 3-0, and and they welcome in IMG Academy out of Florida, which, it, you know, for lack of a, a better description, is a football player factory out of Florida. <laughs> Very talented kids going all right. over the place right. with D1 scholarships. Um, how you size up this match? I love the fact that Ben Davis is doing it. How do you size up the matchup with number one and IMG Academy tonight? Well, I, I think it's, uh, I think Ben Davis has a great shot to win. I, I really do. I mean, their talent level is, is extremely high uh, as are other schools uh, in our state. But I think, you know, they have uh, skilled players who can play at any level uh, and, and they're big and strong and quick at a lot of different spots. Uh, obviously they play a great schedule uh, including IMG, but their their mixed schedule is is a good one. So it's great. Number one, we get the national stage. Uh, a plug to our friend Greg Regstro, who has the game on the ISC network, but it's also going to be a, a national broadcast. And so people, you know, they're going to. It's really cool that it brings this much attention to the state of Indiana and the caliber of football that's played here. No, I, I think it's good too. I'll be honest with you. I know that it wasn't the path that anybody wanted the way Center Grove got the schedule in which they did, but I like it. I, I mean, I've, I've liked it so far. I mean, Eric Moore's going to poo-poo that, yeah, whatever, but that's just kind of what he does. That's cool. Um, but I, I like, you know, they get Moeller tonight uh, down at, at CG. I, I like that right. matchup. I like the fact you really test yourself, and, and this has kind of been a, a proving ground that, you know, Cathedral has done, maybe not to this level, but certainly have done over the years. And, and you can see considerably, regardless of the talent level of their team in that given year, that schedule making has really helped them out. Well, I agree with you, John. I mean, uh, think back uh, two or three years ago, they you know, go into the tournament right around the 500 mark because of the schedule they played and, and go ahead and win. And, and you speak of Cathedral, they have the always great matchup with Chittard. Tonight, uh, you got HSE and Fishers in the Mud Sock game. Uh, how how big is that? Quite frankly, and uh, you start going down the list of games. There are plenty of them uh, like that. Just big time rivalry type games. I think the best game in the state's down in Evansville. You got Wrights and Mo- uh, Wrights and Modern Day, uh, and it's a tremendous matchup. Everybody knows it. And you look around here, like a, a Triton Central uh, matchup uh, in two A Triton Central playing Monrovia. Those are two really, really good football teams. So there are, you know, plenty of games. Lafayette, uh, West Lafayette and Lafayette Central Catholic. Just, you know, get in your car and, and go watch some great football games. Garen Catholic and Burbuff is a great game. So, you know, week four, uh, you're into your, into your conference play and you're seeing some great matchups everywhere. Yeah, it's uh, Bob Lovell, Indiana Sports Talk. has got you covered on all fronts coming up after your games on your way home tonight. That's exactly what you're going to be listening to around the state of Indiana to find out exactly how your favorite team and maybe your favorite team's other teams, their rivalries, 
are doing over the course of the evening. You mentioned Fishers and Hamilton Southeastern in the uh, Mudsock Bowl. Both teams are 3-0, and and this always makes it even better when the caliber of play and the records are as such in this week four for this particular matchup, Bob. No question. It doesn't matter what sport they're playing. Uh, this is a huge rivalry for the obvious geographic reasons. Both teams are, are John, they're capable, literally, of playing for a championship. They're both that good. They're really, really good. Uh, they have some incredibly talented kids. Uh, big-time recruits, and so uh, it's always and always a fun game. I love how they uh, how hyped they get. If you're not already there, you may be in trouble getting getting a ticket. Obviously, we know how the traffic is that particular part of town. So uh, if you haven't left, you need to leave now to be able to get in to watch that game. It's a it's a tremendous game. The same thing, you know, Cathedral Shatar. Well, what more do you need to say about two of the most storied programs in the state for heaven's sakes? Yeah, you know, one team that I, I know very well has not gotten off to the start that they're accustomed to getting off to, and that's that's Ron Colley. Uh, Ron Colley certainly lost a great deal from that team a year ago, right. uh, starting out at one and two. And, and again, it's unfamiliar territory for the most part for that program. They'll bounce back. They 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 will find a way. They have they're too good. Uh, yeah, they they played a difficult schedule. New new faces in different spots. Um, but tradition is a tradition for a reason. They understand it. They, they have really talented kids, and so I wouldn't get too caught up in what the record is right now. I, I would take a look at what they're capable of doing in the tournament, and that's going a long way. So Bob Level of Indiana Sports Talk, you mentioned Chittard, also Chittard and Cathedral. Uh, is an incredible matchup coming up later on tonight, Cathedral 2-1. and one. Chittard 3-0. You did bring up um, down in Evansville a team like Wrights. Um, We don't talk a great deal about those teams outside of the area. Mm -hmm. But besides down in Evansville, give me some other teams that have impressed you so far outside of the Donut County area in which most of the time we're here talking about on a Friday. Well, I'm a big fan of uh, Fort Wayne Snyder. Uh, I love their coach, Kurt Tipman. Uh, played for a championship a year ago. Thought they'd be good again. Uh, they play Fort Wayne South. I think another uh, another great matchup that I didn't mean to overlook is down in Bloomington. Uh, Bloomington South and Bloomington North both ranked in the top ten in 5A. How about that as a matchup? That, that is a tremendous game, and those are two teams that – uh, I'm not so sure expected to be where they are, uh, but that's um, that's that's a great great game uh, tonight. Uh, love to see that my Quakers at Plainfield are playing well. So they got they got your uh, Perry Meridian guys. Um, so they you know yeah. really really good games. Um, I think uh, another one that might be trying to slide under the radar is Greenfield Central at Pendleton Heights. Pendleton Heights is 15th. Greenfield Central number seven having a tremendous year. And uh, Pendleton Heights features um, Matt Service, one of his sons, uh, plays a big-time defender, uh, defensive back on that team. And so, um, yeah. yeah, we have a little personal interest there. There you go. It's Bob Lovell on Matt Surface reference right here, which is always good, man. That's always yeah. what we get Surface. How is Surface doing? I haven't heard from him in a while. Well, he's doing well. He's he's wrapped up in football. He's got uh, a son at Indiana State. He's got uh, you know another son playing yeah. for the Arabians at Pendleton Heights, and 
he, like you and I, miss our Saturday afternoon conversations on that show we used to yes. do. So we're still trying to yes, uh, recover we do. from that. But that's okay. We're trying to have fun. <laughs> hey, you know, um, I, I before I let you yeah, – yeah. I mean, my favorite interview of all time is talking to you uh, in your garage – in your underwear. Yes. I mean, that's, uh, yes. Listen, that's Those were great that's days great right there. Right there. Oh, yeah. Great days, sir. Now, so <laughs> is he going to watch Pendleton Heights or Indiana State tonight? He's a bit torn with Indiana State being on Friday. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be at Pendleton watching watching that game. And, and they, listen, they're good. This is a great this is a great game tonight, no question. And again, it's a Bob Lovell you know, event. I, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, John. I'm like Tom Allen. Friday night should be, you know, the Big Ten should be ashamed of itself, quite frankly. Friday night's high school night. Everybody knows that except the Big Ten. And, um, mm. you know, it's, 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 it, it should be, quite frankly, a constitutional amendment to keep uh, high school Fridays for football in the fall. And I, have, I, I understand what the Big Ten's doing. They, they, yeah, the Big Ten needs money. Yikes. You need so much money, you got to interfere on a Friday night in the state of Indiana, you know, Friday night football. You need money that badly? I'll send you a check for heaven's sakes if you need it that badly. But it's, it's they, uh, yeah. I made a few comments earlier in the week. I echo his sentiments. Uh, and I, I just think it's shameful. I say it again. It's shameful of the Big Ten to interfere on a Friday night in our state while high school football is going on. There's not enough time on Saturdays for you to do that? That'd be my question. So there's my rant. You're welcome. I think that if they could make the <laughs> amount of money that they're going to make on Friday night, they would play at 3 o'clock on a Sunday morning. It doesn't matter. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean greed, no, greed knows no bounds, quite frankly. So <laughs> it, 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 does, it, it does not. And I, I will say this, and this is with a lot of aspects of what we enjoy about sports. It's going to be interesting when they continue to, to push the envelope how far you can I, – I guess you continue to go with whomever pays you, but, you know, when and if that, that level of cash ever runs out, I guess, right? I mean, it, well, it's, I, mean I don't know. Yeah. I may be dead yeah. and gone by then, but it, it's interesting. I think interesting. both of us will be. And, you know, people, one of the reasons people like college football so much, at least the reason they used to, was all of the tradition involved and all of the rivalries yeah. and – all of those kinds of things. So you, you see that eroding. And I think the other part of it, too, I understand money. You have to have money to run your programs. I got all that. Big Ten Network is a cash machine for every one of those schools involved in it. I fully understand that. I have no problem with that. You know, I, they got me started back in the year where they bumped the girls' state finals at uh, in high school basketball so they could have the Big Ten women's conference tournament and so they literally throw our girls out they're bringing the uh, college teams and thinking you know the, the the big 10 does not care number one about the state of indiana and number two it only cares about making money and no doubt about that and, and i guess my question was probably not framed up as, as good as it, it could have been you just kind of wonder if there's ever ever going to be a a ceiling especially now when you think about it bob collegiately how right. close collegially it looks, you know, and is basically professional play. I mean, once that really becomes overlapping, I mean, it, I'm kind of curious if sports fans pick one or the other. You know what I mean? Because it used to be, I hey, see. you know what? They really care. I They're see. in college. And now you, you're thinking, all right, so that, that's great. 
um, and they're paid like professionals. But I, I'm going to go ahead and watch the best and not mess with the lower level of stuff. It just I wonder if further down the road there are going to be just some 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 viewing decisions made by the fans out there. Well, we'll see. I just want you know, I, I, my big question is having been involved in college athletics for most of my adult life. Uh, my question is how long you can sustain the economic model. You've opened up the floodgates with NIL. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about enormous sums of money, uh, television contracts being what they are and how important they are to everything. You know, you basically detonated the Big Ten as we know it just to, to create more opportunities for teams to be in. It. Now you got you have to spread out the wealth in, in, in terms of your – television contract and so how much longer what's what's the period of time you can continue to do and use this current model before it implodes and, and I, I i'm not an economist um but i'd be concerned about it without question yeah i wouldn't know i just I, i'm just kind of hoping that i'm still around here once the colts win again you know I'm saying, hey, yeah. it's okay. I mean, I know you're rebuilding right now. You're not telling anybody, but by the way the roster looks, this is a hell of a rebuild. But can you, like, expedite this a little bit so maybe I can no. see some no. winning again no. before I'm done? Yeah. Well, how long – what's what's your timeline? How long do you think you'll be around? Oh, well, you know, I'm skeptical about it. There are days when I'm thinking I may have a lot of time, and then other days I'm thinking I may not have another five minutes. Yeah. I, uh, True. I, I wouldn't be optimistic uh, seeing a turnaround. Um, <laughs> I mean, ser- seriously. You know, you won, you won four games last year. Uh, I'm not sure you are yeah. arguably better at any spots other than maybe quarterback. And then I would ask you how often does a brand-new rookie quarterback who's played – 12 games in college come in and get you a winning season in the NFL. So just yeah, that would be the I, one hell of a story. I, exactly. I, that's why I'm thinking. Yeah. If they win one more, I mean, if they win one more than a year ago, if they win five, I think I'll be impressed with that. The way yeah. that it looks, even with a schedule that appears to be as lightweight. Right. All right, Bob. Absolutely. Later on tonight, nine thirty for you. Nine thirty tonight, tomorrow night. Indiana Sports Talk across the state of Indiana, buddy. We'll be listening. Appreciate it. Thanks, John. Life is full of things to manage: your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta Ofatumumab twenty milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at Kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Joining us now, Jaguar senior reporter, editor, writer, also does radio for the Jags, talks it up, a lot of football on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline for our next guest, J.P. Shadrick joins us. Hey, J.P., thank you so much for the time on this Friday. How are you? I'm doing well. Good afternoon and uh, looking forward to some real football for the first time. Week one is finally here and the Jaguars feel like they have a formidable football team this season. JP, this is a secret interviewer. I've just jumped on. 
It's your buddy Chris Hagan, fellow <laughs> alum of Hewitt Trustful High School outside of Birmingham, Alabama. I told John not to drop my name on the as we came back in, so I wanted to surprise you. I didn't know you were going to be on the show until we, we hit the last tease, and I'm like, oh, that's my guy. Yeah, uh, it's good. Nice to hear from you. Let's go Huskies. Uh, the, the red and gray always uh, prevail. And, uh, you know, we'll see if they do well this year. Husky fast, right? Isn't that what they call it? That's right. Hey, before yeah. we jump into the Colts-Jags talk, uh, last week you had the call on Coach Prime and his debut. Uh, how exciting was that being down there at TCU? Oh, yeah, it was fantastic for Westwood One. And uh, you know what? They're going to score a lot of points this year in Colorado, but they might give up a lot of points in Colorado, too. So it's going to be like that all year long, it feels like. Their skilled players on offense are just fantastic. Um, so they're going to be able to throw it around. Shadur Sanders, so efficient, uh, so smooth with the ball. Travis Hunter is the real deal. Uh, he was open two other times, and, and they missed a couple deep balls with him last week. They've got to clean up some special teams things. That's the, what's the one thing that can get, really get you beat if you don't clean up some stuff. Long kickoff return, had a field goal blocked. Um, so, you know, I see him as a 500 team. I think some of those power teams out there are going to get him. But um, it was a fantastic game back and forth. 1,100 yards of offense between the teams. Wow. Hey, JP, when you look at Hunter, what, what do you think is going to be his side of the football when he gets to the NFL? I tell you, that's a great question, right? Because he, he was really good as a receiver and then was pretty good as a corner. Obviously, had that pick right near the goal line, which is just a heads-up play to even think about going over in the flat to cut it off. And then having the ability to go do it is another thing. So he had all that combined. Um, I would be surprised if he's playing both ways in the league. That's tough to do. Um, but right now, it looks like a receiver to me. I mean, it's just the way he's putting up numbers and beating people. Uh, let's see it against uh, some more defenses when they have actual tape on him that, uh, in FBS, you know, a few weeks in. Let's see if they start kind of doubling him or changing some coverage on him and, and how he adjusts to that. But first glance, I mean, he's pretty darn good as a receiver. The numbers he put up week one, I'd take that. JP, that's a pretty cool side gig, but your main hustle is down there with the Jaguars. And as you said, uh, so, so much excitement when you think about reigning champs, uh, a third-year stud quarterback coming in. Uh, what is the bar? How, what's the fan base down there thinking? I mean, uh, obviously, uh, the sky's the limit, or it should be this season. Yeah, stratosphere. That's what everybody's thinking about down here. <laughs> They're thinking about Las Vegas in February and uh, number one seed and everything that comes with that and a, a playoff bye. And, and so there's a lot of that going on, right? And it's been kind of the Vogue thing the last week or so for some national folks to – pick the Jaguars as the number one seed. But, you know, as Doug Peterson told me this week, they haven't done anything yet. They, they, had, they went to one playoff, and they were a fumble away from not even getting to that last year. In any of the last six games, if anything goes wrong, they're not champions. They're not in the playoffs. So they've got to improve from that. And they know that. So they, they understand. It feels like the team is kind of keeping their uh, wits about them. They're not believing all the hype, at least already. They know they're going to be a good team. They feel like that. At least there's a quiet confidence about them. But, again, they've got to go show it. And, and this is a game, no disrespect to Indianapolis, but on paper this is a game that the Jaguars should go win. This is, if you're going to own the division, if you're going to be the number one seed, you go up to a place where you haven't won except for once in the last ten trips, 
and you go beat a Colts team that's undermanned and um, show off on offense and do what you need to do. That's that's the, the mindset of the Jaguars fans and the Jaguars team. So J.P. Shadrick joins us uh, talking Jacksonville Jaguars and more via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Twin Peaks tickets to give away on this Bud Light Blue Friday, so stand by for that. I, if there were, and I'm going to give you my opinion, and then you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, and then maybe give me yours on this. If there was a spot to where maybe Jacksonville could spring somewhat of a leak, I think it's the, the defensive line of the Colts, front seven, if you will, against the offensive line of the Jaguars. And I know a lot with the you know, Cam Robinson has gone on with that suspension. I know what they, they have liked, at least uh, in his replacement so far, who's a little bit dinged up. But am I right on that? If, if, if you're able to put some pressure on Lawrence via the defensive line, can you hang in that way? Is that where this Jaguars team, JP, might spring a leak in terms of giving the Colts a home opportunity? Well, I'll say this. I mean, when you have two all-pro caliber players in the first two lines of your defense, you've got a shot uh, pretty much every week to do something. And Forrest Buckner and, and Leonard, I mean, those guys are, are all-pro caliber dudes. So to your point about the uh, Jaguars offensive line, Walker Little is the left tackle. He filled in for Cam Robinson late last season, like four games to go, and got better as it went along. And, and they really liked his play at the end of last season. So they're confident in what Walker Little can do at left tackle. The rookie first-round draft pick is Anton Harrison. He's playing at right tackle. And uh, he's he battled a right shoulder issue during camp, and we'll see how that goes. But uh, he's going to go out there at right tackle and play, and, and he's the guy there. The left guard has been Barch, and he had a, a significant knee injury early last season. And uh, they're confident he's good to go health-wise. So let's see him play in a real game now. Uh, they love the center and right guard. There's no worries about those two. I think they'll, you know, knowing those front seven and the way they can impact a game, um, the, he's not going to stand back there and pat the football all day. I don't think that's the game plan at all. Uh, and you guys know Gus Bradley's defense pretty well. We know it pretty well down here, being the former head coach here. Uh, he's going to make you earn it. He's going to make you drive the length of the field and try not to give up the big play. Well, if they're going to give you five, seven, ten-yard gains, take them. And that's, uh, that'll be a step in the right direction for Trevor Lawrence, too, in the maturation process. Can he patiently drive the ball down the field and hit some open guys, move the sticks, keep it going? I think that's the plan. He's, he's not going to load up for deep balls, I think, all day long unless there's just some breakdown somewhere we, we can't foresee. JP, we talked earlier about Alabama connections, which is a nice segue to Calvin Ridley. What do you expect with him coming back after missing that year? We know what kind of explosive player he was before the suspension. Has he been able to jump right back in and pick up where he left off? feels like it you know his head's on straight it feels like he's he's talking the talk and you know I, you know I, I i don't want to put a number on what he can do this year because you just don't know his, his best year a few years ago he was playing with a broken foot all year and still put up what 1200 yeah. yards or whatever it was with the falcons and he was so frustrated with it he never could really get fully healthy and that's why he left after five games two years ago and then the gambling suspension came down and he missed all of last season it's a savvy move by Trent Baalke, the Jaguars GM, to, to make that deal and kind of roll the dice, really, to, to see if they can get a one-year rental out of him at least. And at best, you 
you give up a second round pick if you re-sign him. So it's a one year, it's the last year of his rookie deal. So he's mixed in really well with the receiving room. This is a really cerebral group. They are you have to be in this offense to be able to move around in this group and play different positions and work with the quarterback and Doug Peterson and Press Taylor, the offensive coordinator, and Ridley fits right into that. He loves it here uh, so far. Uh, let's see it in a game. He's he's geared up and ready to go, and I could I could expect some big things out of him if if certainly if not uh, this week, then uh, very soon throughout this season. Uh, JP Shadrick joins us talking Jaguars and Colts. Uh, Thirteen collegiate games. Uh, there's not a lot to go on regarding Anthony Richardson. Uh, how much tape? How there's a collegiate tape they're watching. They're watching. How Philly played offensively with Shane Steichen as the OC a year ago. What what are the Jaguars watching in preparation for the Colts offense Sunday? All of the above. I mean, you dig back all the way to the Florida stuff. They've said that. Uh, the Steichen tree, wherever he came from, obviously in Philadelphia most recently. Um, and they've been working on that for a while. That's not just a this week phenomenon. They've been building... Uh, some some tape on him for a while. Um, you know, they, I saw him a bunch in Florida, obviously, and I had a bunch of, game, of his games. And he is obviously an explosive, unbelievably gifted athlete, and just big and and thick and fast, and a fantastic dynamic player when he gets loose in the open, if he's using his legs. He has that huge arm. It's just a matter of the consistency of that arm. Can he stand in there, read a defense in the NFL when things are going really fast around him, and make a throw, a layered throw down the field against a, a secondary and a defense in Jacksonville that was fourth in the league in takeaways last year? I mean, they are ball hawks in the back end. And any little mistake down the field – they're going to get their hands on it for the most part. So can he do that? I think the plan is to, you know, not overrush him, not let him get free, because if he's getting free down the field and running against little guys, that's bad news for the defense. So try to contain him as much as you can. He might get one or two, or he's 30 yards down the field holding the football, and, and that's fine. Uh, sometimes the other guys get paid too, right? I mean, they're, they're pretty good at, at football. If the defense does everything right, he's going to get some. But uh, in time, we'll see. I mean, the, the passing part of it is the question because he was, what, a 54% passer in college. Uh, things are going to move a whole lot faster for him starting on Sunday. Yeah, here in Indy, we saw, you know, a long time ago, 25 years ago, we saw Peyton Manning. He starts from day one. Andrew Luck starts from day one. Uh, Lawrence down there starts from day one. But they had a lot more, you know, college experience at the you know power five level uh from afar when you heard the news early in training camp they were going to let him start from day one what, what was your take on that as you mentioned so little starting experience at the college level well uh, from this perspective it was oh we got the colts twice in the first six weeks for a rookie quarterback <laughs> All right, let's go. I'm sure there was a little bit of that in the fan base. Don't let him be comfortable. Let's let's get him early and get right. him out of the way. And uh, but hey, that's that's part of it. He's going to learn. He's going to grow, and he's going to be a good player. I think in this week at some point, if if not this week, I mean he he could flash and do some things this week. There's, I'm not saying he won't, uh, but. Hey, that, I think that's the, that's the initial reaction from a lot of folks around here. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, tee it up. Let's go. And, uh, you know, they got the Texans in the three. So Stroud's coming in early. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. So there's, 
rookie quarterbacks all over this division right now. Hey, JP, before we let you go here, what would you learn, especially late in the season, from this Jaguars team a year ago? Certainly that they can play off of, build on, because I'm assuming down there that the expectations, the bar is set really high in terms of, of what people are hoping and believing they can do this year. How much did they learn about themselves, you know, what they did once the postseason got here a year ago? Yeah, you know, they, they learned not to freak out when things go wrong. And things went wrong a lot, especially early in the season. They had fourth quarter leads multiple times and lost those and lost a bunch of games early in the year. They were four games back in the division. They overtook Tennessee down the stretch because they started to protect the football. Trevor Lawrence made better decisions in the last month and a half of the season. Wasn't throwing it into tight windows as much. He was doing just, just thinking a whole lot better about the the importance of maintaining the possession and not killing the football team. And, and those those key decisions that were wrong were really hurting the team. And he took an assessment really about the London game, midway point last year, when he took a bad interception in the end zone on a first and goal at the one. Like, what are you doing? End the traffic. And that's when he kind of settled down. Okay, after this, I've got, to, I've got to settle in. The defense got back on track because they were starting to feel it and make plays down the stretch in these tight games and big moments, and it just kind of carried into the playoffs when, hey, they've come back from all these deficits in December. What's what's a 27-0 deficit? Well, it's the third largest deficit in playoff history, right? You threw four first-half interceptions. But, hey, no, no panic. Nobody really left the stadium. The fans were there. The team was still in it. They feel like now they've seen some of the worst setups for them, and they've been able to overcome most of them, at least down the stretch. That's that's confidence because now you're building upon that with another piece or two on offense. Everybody else is back, and this is a, this is a team poised to do some great things. JP, I don't think you're doing a game uh, tomorrow, so you have a chance to you'll have a chance to watch the Crimson Tide and Longhorns. You like Bama in that one at home? Yeah, it's hard to pick against them at home, right? I mean, they they, they defend Bryant Denny pretty well. Um, it's going to be quite a game, though. Great quarterback matchup. Looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to a Saturday on the couch of all things, like a whole day of college <laughs> football without any airplanes, no no work, you know. From, from noon until about midnight, uh, it's all football all day. And that's, that's the game of the week. That's going to be a fun one. And uh, looking forward to seeing what uh, Milro can do at Alabama uh, again this week. against a really good Texas team, man. That's going to be a, quite a matchup. Well, as a, as a Hewitt Trustful graduate, I would expect nothing more than 12 hours of watching college football on a Saturday. So enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, I will, and uh, you're right. Uh, that's that's what we do around here. Um, but it's great to talk to you guys for sure, and uh, looking forward to this game on hey. Sunday for the Jags and the Colts, man. I, were you guys in the same class? Oh hell no, I'm way older than him. Oh really? He's I'm a young, young guy. I, I'm I'm the youngin. He's he's an old guy. I, you know I don't what I don't want to say how old, but he's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> hey JP, was he was he legendary down there? They hadn't built the statue yet when JP was was in school. Yeah, not hey, yet. JP, uh, I know re- real quick, JP, John, John enjoys drinking Milo's sweet tea. I do. And I've tried to explain to him that there is an actual that tea came from the Milo's hamburger chain. That's only down there in Alabama. The he doesn't know what he's missing. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's missing. Yes. Yeah, the sauce burgers and the you know, the fries and the, everything comes with that. They're everywhere. Uh, everybody. Yeah, he, ha- he hasn't gone. 
He has to, yeah, everybody goes to Mottlin's. That was their theme. Yeah, that was their slogan. (laughs) Hey, JP, I appreciate that, and uh, we'll do it again. And uh, safe travels, and enjoy the game coming up on Sunday too, buddy. All right, guys, we'll talk to you again in about six weeks. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Have a good one. Hey, fans, want new flooring and want it now. March is the time to buy at Floors to Your Home, right, Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just 80 cents a square foot. 80 cents a square foot? That's incredible. That's three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof starting under $350 at Floors to Your Home. And you can get it right now. We have over 1,200 styles in stock. Floors to Your Home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in Indiana. I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations. Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floors to Your Home. That's who.